0: Welcome to the Allendale Market Talk podcast. This is Greg McBride and Mike Lung. Mike a lot a lot a lot of information uh, has come through the uh, the news wires over the last uh, uh week or so and uh, some of it good, some of it bad, some of it is just more, more of uh, 2020 being 2020. Uh we start with uh with Murder Hornets and we move on to uh uh, to China, phase one, uh, maybe blowing up in our faces as we start to talk about uh, the the real idea of more tariffs and maybe even some sort of a confrontation, uh, physical confrontation uh, uh, or armed confrontation between the United States and China. What, uh, what are you hearing out
1: there? So what I first saw in this was the amazing production out of China with Legos. And what it was, it was just a production that they put out saying that, oh, we warned America about this and they didn't listen to us. And now they're having problems and they're still blaming us. And I don't see why they'd blame us. And then you have obviously our side saying we're blaming you because you underreported. You didn't give us any kind of information about the full depth of what was going on. And you delayed the release of any kind of data so that way you could stockpile medical goods for yourself.
0: Right. Well, it's not even uh, it's not even just the United States that's uh, that's got a bone to pick with China here. It's the EU. You've got uh, South America, uh, parts of uh, the other parts of Asia that have, are dealing with all this uh, fallout from the, uh, the coronavirus, too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have a lot of Europe that's angry with them. And like you just said, a lot of the world's angry with China, which was uh, found in, I want to say it was a uh, Chinese report finding that the anti-China uh, rhetoric was at all times high since the Tiedemann incident.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's not looking good, but then, uh, you know, on top of that, then uh, the president, uh, President Trump comes out and, and starts talking about uh, uh, retaliatory uh, tariffs on China uh, because of their, their response to the Corona. Virus, uh, basically just saying, hey, listen, you guys screwed this up. You made it worse on so many other people. We have no other, uh, no other course of action but to, to you know, hurt you for it, which is you know, hitting you for, uh, for more tariffs.
1: Mhm. Yeah, and that's the way it seems right now. It seems like, hey, you either buy all your requirements for Phase One, or we're gonna slap more tariffs on you. And it seems like it's really going right back to what we were already dealing with, uh, last year, the year before, and just this whole back and forth tit for tat it seems like after we had this resolution come, uh, what was it? Uh, late January that now we're back to square one. And if China doesn't come to the table and buy, which it sounds a lot like last year around March, when we were supposed to have some kind of agreement that got kicked back and, it was, well, China's going to have to buy. Otherwise, we're going to go right back to tariffs. It just seems like the same repeating thing at this point that, mm. all right, China hasn't been buying. There's been a conf- global pandemic that looks like it was started because of China's lack of uh, letting the rest of the world know what what's going on. And... At the same time, they're not living up to the full phase one, or at least what we know of it, considering the lack of information we actually do know about what they were supposed to buy, the timeframes, the quantities of specific markets and whatnot.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, let's, uh, let's kind of shift gears here and let's, uh, let's talk about the markets a little bit. Um, here we've seen, uh, over the last few days, we've seen the, uh, the energy start to come back. Uh, we, you know, even here today, we're up uh, about three or $4 in the crude oil. We're, you know, we're up seven to nine cents in the, uh, uh, in the, the products. Um, what, uh, what is this, uh, I mean, I know what it does for, uh, for ethanol i know what it does for biodiesel and then in turn what it does for corn and beans but is there anything uh from your perspective on a uh on the corn and bean charts that leads us to believe that we're going to continue to see a little a little bit of follow-through uh to the upside on these markets not necessarily that things are are outright bullish but at least to get some sort of a cushion between those contract lows and you know somewhere uh, somewhere in the next uh, few weeks to starting to move ourselves higher.
1: Well, we got a couple things going for us. One, it's just been a lack of volume down here on either end. And it just looks like you're trying to build a base here. Not having explain, kind...
0: explain that real quick. How, what do you, when you're talking about uh, building a base, is it just that we've gone, uh, we've gone uh, a little bit sideways? So we've, we've formed maybe that floor? Uh, or explain that a little bit.
1: Well, that's what it seems like right now. And what the base is referring to is there's a lack of either buying or selling. So the market is pretty well balanced at this point between the buyers and sellers, at least those who would want to get into these markets further. So you've been seeing us really hover here around this, if we take the average, about 315 uh, for corn here over the last uh, really two weeks Uh, it's been oscillating around that but it looks like that is where we're moving towards and for beans it's around this 835 to 840 level for the July contracts and you're just not seeing the wants of either funds or commercial traders to really push this market one way or another at this point, it seems like mm-hmm. everyone's pretty well positioned with what they have, and they don't really want to take on any more risk at this point. Sure. Uh, so that's what we're looking at right here on the seasonal side of things. We tend to get it uh, jump after the final trading day of the May contract. Uh, that's going to be shown on your uh, five and fifteen year seasonal both, and a little bit on the 30-year seasonal, but that's such a far-out time frame it's kind of hard to really justify using the 30-year at this point, but the 15 and 5 have great seasonal tendencies to run up following first notice, actually a little bit before, or not, sorry, first notice a little bit before uh, the last trading day, so we'll be watching that going into this uh, June time frame throughout the month of May, um, and on top of that, you have this spread between the corn and beans, which is very narrow still for this time of year. Usually, you see it between this uh, six dollar and really eight twenty spread somewhere in between there. Right now, we're sitting at five twenty two. There's only a couple years that have a tighter spread than where we're at right now. Uh, mm-hmm. So we could even see potentially that narrow in uh, coming up, seeing what's going on there. Or sorry, widen out, not narrow in. So we'll be watching that as well.
0: Okay. What uh now if we if we were to see um any uh, is there any projections that you have that if we were to see these markets start to uh, to to rebound, um, you know whether you're looking at uh, Elliott wave or retracements or anything like that, any kind of and we're not I'm not asking for a trade recommendation or anything uh, specific here, but any kind of range that you uh, you could uh, put on these things.
1: Yeah, so I'd probably be looking for various retracement levels, even if we don't. Go Scream into any new highs. You got some retracement levels if you're taking it from the high of last year on this July contract. The current low I'm not going to say it's the low, but it very well might be. If it is, you got some various retracement levels. You got the 23.6 retracement level coming in at just under 350, the 38.2 coming in at 373, and then the 50% coming in at 393 and three quarters. You have one that comes in at 4.13 and three quarters. That's going to be your 61.8% retracement. But I just don't know at this point if if that's something we're going to be looking at. So I think realistically, you could probably be shooting for that 38.2% retracement right now, looking for that. Uh, probably also at the 50%, just retracing a partial of the move and snapping back to about that midpoint. Um, but those are probably some levels I'd be looking at here going into this May-June time frame. Uh, still obviously have a pretty negative situation upon us, which might be changing with this crude oil rebounding based off of um, countries relaxing restrictions, hopefully getting people out there and using more gas and moving around. Uh, but we could see some things that at least take us back up to some normalized levels. Uh, if not a little bit profitable level somewhere where you should definitely be looking at rehedging this crop or s- making your sales, uh, whatever it may be, but I'd probably be looking between 374 and 394 as your your window of opportunity here. On on the new crop, correct? Uh, this will be on the uh, old crop. On this the old a, crop, okay. Yeah, so, that's so based off contract July contract
0: going to going to 374 to 394. Okay. All right.
1: Something like that. And it might be even something we're not seeing a, a huge uh, spread between the mix. Cause I mean, you only had the December contract go up to 423 last year. Mm-hmm. And for the retracement levels there, you have 363, 375 and 385. So maybe you see uh, the July get up in that 370 level and you see the december get up in 380 386 level you still got some kind of carry in there uh but various weight various parts you should be looking at going forward
0: sure okay now um obviously uh, as we've uh, heard from the usda we're off to just an absolute ripping of a uh, start on the uh on the planting progress what do you uh, what are you hearing from uh from customers out there
1: i've been hearing pretty uh pretty well spread about a lot of people talking about Kenton, just a lot of crop in very quickly. And they've had a large window of opportunity in order to get out there. Uh, for the most part, I've been hearing a lot of people saying that it's, it's been pretty dry. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of areas did just get a, a, some rain to help out with that, but I've been hearing nothing but good progress <laughs> at this point. Very
0: Any, any, any concern uh, from people, uh, uh, maybe in the eastern belt that haven't uh, been as active or haven't uh, had the ability to be as active uh, that you've heard?
1: i have very far and few in between. I haven't heard okay. a lot of people saying that they're not able to get out there and get much done. I don't know. And that's just from who I've talked to. I don't know. Sure. How, how about from your uh, side of things?
0: Well, from my side, of, uh, things the the Western Corn Belt uh, obviously just hammering uh, anything they can into the ground at this point. Um, the the Eastern Belt's been a little bit slower. Uh, I've heard some, uh, some customers that are uh, pretty far along uh, in uh, with their soybeans. Um, And, you know, they've got uh, maybe, maybe a quarter to a third of their, of their corn done. And then if you go further east uh, into uh, say Ohio, uh, they're way behind. Um, And, and it's not necessarily that they're, they're way behind where they should be at this point. It's just, they'd like to be a little bit further along uh just because of what we saw last year and they they keep looking at the forecast and every Three to four days, they keep getting rain that uh, will keep them out of the out of the field for a couple of days. So um, that's the biggest concern right now is just the eastern belt uh, guys that are uh, been hindered by a little bit of rain, not an excessive amount like we had last year, but just enough to keep them uh, from getting a real good uh, a good foothold on on getting the crop into the ground. But um, nothing that is really alarming at this point. I think it kind of sounds like everybody's going to get it in, and I think everybody's been aggressive um just because they have this memory of last year and if uh, uh they didn't get it planted uh, in early april like they uh, uh like some of their neighbors then they had to wait until basically early june
1: to get it done mm-hmm. and speaking yeah. about remembrance of last year have you heard anything more out of uh north dakota and those areas that are going to get re- uh, surveyed in regards to the crop that's still stand out there um, a lot of, uh, a lot of my customers that I've talked to
0: in South Dakota, uh, have finished their, uh, their harvest, um, or are very close to finishing their harvest and, uh, they're all planting, uh, uh, well, not all, but a lot of them are planting their, their spring wheat right now. Uh, they're getting going on, uh, on corn. Um, it's still, there's still some areas that are pretty wet. Um, so they're kind of, uh. Uh, holding uh, for right now, but uh, um, the last I saw there was uh, people posting pictures uh, as they flew over the Dakotas that you can still see there's quite a bit of uh, corn that still needs to be harvested. So still working on uh, on that issue, Uh, but uh, uh, it'll get done. It'll get uh, we'll get the old old crop uh, uh, into the bin or or at least uh, to the uh, to the elevator and then uh, get uh, get the new crop planted right behind it. So but uh, the uh, the next thing that I'm I'm wondering about is as you talk to people, are you hearing anything about customers uh, maybe planting a little heavier on beans than originally thought?
1: I've had a lot of my guys say that they've gotten a, a lot all their corn in, uh, so I, I haven't really been hearing that much of the areas that are switching. I've been hearing rumors, uh, but nothing from my direct. Guys or people that I've talked to in regards to a big switch between the acres at mm-hmm. this point. It's not like last you. year where they weren't, they didn't have in the ground yet and they still had the idea. Uh, maybe I can plant a little bit more corn acres considering what's going on uh, this year. It's just, it just seems like a lot of guys I've talked to have gotten their crop in the ground relatively quickly and didn't really have much time to think about changing over
0: yeah well i think i think the biggest thing uh is is just the 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 negativity uh right now is you know everybody wants to everyone wants to get uh get planted but you keep hearing the com uh, the comments about well, i don't know why i'm bothering to plant anything because it's not worth anything and it's mm-hmm. not going to be worth anything and that's the that's the uh the negative tone and that's the the concern that uh that you have going forward is that these guys are are they're just everybody's just beat down. You know, mm-hmm. there's nothing that uh, to get to get excited about because let's face it, you don't have the ethanol plants running at uh, at full steam, and a lot of them are shut down, and that uh, that gives the, these guys nowhere to to send some of this corn that they've got. Uh, while demand uh, for exports has been good, internal uh, use, uh, domestic use, has been. Has been damaged by this uh, by this whole thing. Um, the guys I've talked to, um, quite a few in Missouri, have decided that they're switching uh, they're switching smakers over to beans. Um, that's about the only place that I've really heard. I have heard a whole lot of other places that have uh, decided to make the make the switch at this point.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting season, and it feels. Just emotionally, it feels a lot like what we were feeling last year before the huge rally. Not saying that mm. we're going to see it, that rally again, but it's it's got the same feeling to it. Uh, mm. Obviously, a lot more amplified to the downside than last year. Yeah. Uh, but you got that same kind of feeling where it's just never going to get better. And it, we're just sitting here in the doldrums waiting to see what's next. So hopefully yeah. we do get the same kind of motion where uh, the first uh, week of first, second week of May, we start rallying ourselves out of this hole and get at least somewhere back to a profitable level. Uh, but as of right now, it's just, uh, it's going to be when and what's going to drive us there. What's going to yeah. give, uh, the, give the market a reason to start taking on risk at this point.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think the, the big key, uh, uh this year is, you know, you don't you don't swing for the fences. We gotta you know we gotta protect uh, what we can uh, when we get that opportunity. And and these rallies, as we've as we've talked about for you know for shoot over a year now, these rallies don't last that long. So you may get four to six weeks of uh, of upside in these markets, but don't be looking at the at the long side of the market uh, in corn, especially past say July fourth. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that's about the time we need to be turning, uh, turning and looking at uh, at what to do for our hedges. Is you know, in that uh, uh, middle part uh, to late uh,
1: part of uh, of June. So All right, well, yeah, absolutely, awesome. Where 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 can they get a hold of you, Greg?
0: They can call me at eight one five five seven eight six one six five, or they can get a hold of me uh, email at uh, gmcbride at allendale-inc dot com
1: awesome to get a hold of me give me a call at 800 or 815-578-6177 or by email mlung at allendale-inc.com but today for allendale market talk this is mike lung craig mcbride signing off you guys have a great one